0: Stand with the people. The champ is here. I will I'm I'm
1: not, not lose. Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. M8. Yes, he's the DB of the show, and we are black in sports. Giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. Here, interviewing the best professionals in the game and in the boardroom, providing a platform to be heard. So. Around this time, man, we'd love to welcome our guests. So I had to put the call in, right? So this guy's an embodiment of the culture, right? So he's for us. He's by us. He's a presidential ambassador, author, motivational speaker, family man, mentor, all-around entrepreneur, the people's shark. So please,
2: please, let's clap it up. Thank you. What's John, happening? What's up, David, man? Man, guys, thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Thank you, EJ, for reaching out. It's all good. What's happening?
1: man just happy to have you on man and want to get into it man so how we start the show is we start with a shoot your shot moment right so you know it's throw some of our our guests off and you know i'm pretty sure you had a lot of shoot your shot moments just being an entrepreneur but is there one that you would want to share
2: with our audience when i had to go and shoot my shot
1: yes win or lose and you know it doesn't have to be business you know it could be uh how, how, how you got the misses or, or whatever you want to shoot your shot but something you want to share with the folks
2: well, I don't know the, the the one with the misses actually is counterproductive for the, this podcast, <laughs> you know. So, but I'll I'll, I'll do it anyway, and okay. you guys can then you know you guys can roast me for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> so, um, let's so you know I, I'm not a huge sports fan, not not because of um, I don't respect and value the sports. I love it actually, and I always wanted to be a, a baseball player. I wanted to be a shortstop growing up. Um, football i tried a little bit of time a couple of times like I got hit one time and i was like yeah i'm done with that that's not happening and i'm five foot seven and a half so the basketball thing was kind of out of the way don't forget the half bro yeah yeah and i tried boxing one time when i came home with a black eye, and i was like yeah i'm done with that too so um but you know when, when i was growing up uh you know a lot of my friends um played sports but then i would come home to one of my friend's houses or goldville's houses and his his uncles were extremely overweight, extremely, like, and they were young. They were, like, 22, 23. And I would see them yelling at the, at the TV and yelling at all these individuals who are playing at the highest level you can possibly play the game. Okay. And I said to myself, man, I ain't going to respect nobody unless you play it or something that you can't do. I mean, pole vaulting, okay, I get it, right? Olympics, we watch, well, you know, whatever. I was like, man, I ain't never going to be stuck home rooting and doing this. If I'm not out in the, if I'm out on the court or in the field, trying it myself. That just happens to me. I said, I'll do that when I'm a little bit older and I, and I won't be able to. And I think I, I lost my passion, for I, but I always respected athletes. I always respected sports. I respected the whole idea and concept of sports, especially in schools for younger uh, kids to keep their, their bodies healthy, but also keep them occupied and keep their minds healthy. So I have this line, of, like love, hate with sports. Now, Take it to where I am now. What do I do? Listen, I love mixed martial arts. I love watching. I actually snowboard. I actually fish, if you want to consider that a sport that's fine. Um, But I was dating my, my who is currently my wife now. And i was flying like I do. I, fly, I travel a lot. And she had just moved to New York. And um, I noticed that every Sunday when I called, when I was on the road, I was like, where you at? She was like, home. I was like, and I, w- I was just dating her, mm-hmm. you know. And she was like, yeah, all these dudes we want to go out on wednesday thursday Friday, i'm busy working i ain't got time for that i was like but it's sunday She was like yeah but they don't be calling me on sunday because either they want to call me and take me to some little chicken wing bar and watch the game a bunch of cigarette smoke or, they, or or they home and they're like i ain't even calling you on sunday because that's my day with, day with the game totally up to you you want to if you want to blow off steam that's your thing i'm cool with that but i kept saying to myself man this tender little piece is just sitting in new york all by her lonesome every Sunday, Mm -mm -mm, just laying around looking all sexy. She got all done up from Saturday. And I said to her, when I married her, I said, I promise you one thing. I will never ever watch a game ever. on sunday for the rest of my life i will always be a bit oh by the way her birthday is the first week of february second week of february so she said she never had a birthday party because everyone's watching the super bowl, super
0: bowl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's how i close the deal let's go, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so i'm, I'm a uh, you you answered my question right off the bat about kind of your love love hate relationship with sports so Let's talk about a little bit about your, your the Yankee hat. Is is baseball the one of choice if you were to pick a sport? Is, is baseball of choice that you would uh, follow? Yeah, baseball
2: is of choice. Um, and then listen, I've I've had a lot of good fortune in sports, right? You know, uh, EJ right now is wearing a, a sports inspired jersey. Uh, I know that our number one jersey ever sold was when we came in the office, me and all the other three football partners, and Simeon Rice had just gave us all jerseys, and we're standing around the water cool, and we're like. Yo, why do we all wear this today? <laughs> Yo, duplicate that and, and put FUBU on it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I did a deal with Harlem Globetrotters. I was the first person to do a deal with Muhammad Ali, who I think is the greatest of all time. I always wanted to be into, um, yeah, I was always a, a baseball player at heart. Um, I actually hit up uh, Cashman the other day because I, I had owed him a favor for something. He, he, he gave my boy a, a workout. To see if he could be anywhere in the Yankees. And I said to him the other day, I said, Hey man, don't forget I, you know, I owe you a favor. You need me to show up with a bar mitzvah or bar mitzvah or something like that. You know what, what you need? What do you need? He's like, Yo, man, I need I need two new players on my, you know, on my team. I need I need some I need I need a couple. I need to up step up my Yankee game. I was like, Well, listen, man, I'm 52 and chubby and got a little gout, but nigga, I'll put on this.
1: <laughs> Not the gout. Not the gout. <laughs> I'll put on <a>, <laughs>
2: I put on the uniform. <laughs> he wrote me back, thank you for always being a Yankee. Never heard from him again after that.
1: Hard <laughs> <Our> pass, right? <laughs> so so is, is baseball really intrinsic to New York, right? Like back to the stickball days. Did you play stickball out on the
2: streets and everything? Yeah, I played stickball. I grew up around I grew up around Shea Stadium. Um, um you know, I, I always I always, listen, I always wanted to be a ball player, uh baseball. So New York, everything as far as your teams,
1: or and then I think you have to kind of subset, right? What what New York teams you guys have some options. So who who, who are your pro sports nah, teams? Nah, you know, listen, you
2: um, them? the Yankees, the Mets, eh. and then I end up liking teams that I either know a lot of the players or I know the owners. Obviously, the Mavs, um, the Heat. I'm in Miami a lot. Um, I can't I can't mess with. I can't mess with the Knicks, man. I mean, they've lost oh, for forty go. years, forty-something oh, years in a row. I I, I got to break it down. Listen, man, I spent a lot of money on corporate tickets, whatever, for the Knicks. But at one point, you got to win while I'm alive. Let's go. I mean, I mean, isn't the, isn't the whole idea of the Curtis. game to win?
0: <laughs> That's what they're doing for, right?
2: It's been forty-something years. What do you want me to do? Forty-something years.
0: You don't see the positivity with the Knicks right now. I mean, they're they're kind of rolling. There's some.
2: Yeah, yeah. I went I went through that. I bought tickets when the positivity <laughs> was around too <laughs> back in the day.
0: We built it, man. Shout out to Julius Randle. Man. The, 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 the I like and the, the Nets. Team. The Nets. Yeah, I think I, think I see
2: something. Right, there.
0: Are, do, does does New York really claim the Nets, or is, is that just kind of the, the, the hot right story?
2: Once they moved to Brooklyn, they they claimed them. They claimed them. Once they moved to Brooklyn, they definitely claimed them. <laughs> the Giants have done their thing here and there, so you know the Jets. There we go again. You know. So anyway, I just I just want to see a team win once in four decades. It's been it's
1: been a rough one. It's definitely been a rough one up that way.
2: But now, but but we we always we always go back to, don't forget about the most winningest team in sports history. You
0: know. Yeah. I mean. Y- 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 <laughs> no you have to fall back on you greatness back at some point greatness right that's <laughs> it. that's what you
1: always bring up right go with that all right man anything else man you got made all right so just want to uh jump forward a little bit and just talk about i mean really what you want to celebrate right so i'm thinking because you know we are a sports show first i want to understand how do you put out so much damn content man like i mean between your youtube what you do on like your linkedin that's dope like the linkedin live like it'll hit up on my you know my feed and i'll jump on Um, you know, your interviews, take your time with us, man. So how do you put out so much content? And and of course, I think there's a reason to share that, man.
2: Well, you know, it's it's in the need of knowing the content is king and putting out so so many pieces of information and knowing that people are not all going to touch your brand through the same outlets and being disciplined enough to know that you have to be consistent with it. Um, I really should actually be putting out more content as far as I'm concerned. Um, but then I also, you know, I'm, I'm. I got the public stage, so um, fortunate enough to do a great interview like this. And as you share this out, we find things that maybe I haven't touched on, like maybe the, the story about my wife or how I feel about sports teams. I, uh, you know, we we take some of those clips right there and then sp- and and learn how to do it smart instead of hard, right? And and we even have a program shows how you know instead of being on reels and Instagram and TikTok all day long, how to how to cut up one one-minute piece of content you put out and make 10 pieces and then put it in a calendar to get it out consistently because you have to work at it and you got to be up in people's faces. Uh, get get this game. I hope y'all listening. hope yeah. y'all got your notebooks
0: you, that, out. Damon, I wanted to follow up with that because we had a live show uh, a couple months ago. Um, and I have a feeling that, you know, as society now, we have almost access to too much information always sometimes, yeah. you know, gives us out of focus on what our path and what our goals are sometimes. So I guess, do do you think we... there's too much information out there? Is there access to too much information? Or you think we're right where we need to be as a society?
2: That's a tough question. I mean, <clears throat> it is access to too much information, but uh, the problem the problem is how do you sift through the right information or wrong information? That's, that's really what it is. Um, but I think that if you're looking at scalability and how people are changing their thought process and traveling the world globally and stuff like that, I, I do think you need as much information, but you just have to be the judge of you know what is the content you want to you want to take me the problem is as uh, seth golden would say they're not making any more attention these days and as we see during this pandemic what we saw was people who are brilliant and then we saw some of the most stupidest people on the planet you know it just it was just so polarizing right and if you notice the stupidest people on the planet they have limited information they just look at the first 30 seconds of seeing something don't check the credibility of it don't even go and and look at anything else and just say this is all i need to know and then they live their life off of that and make life changing decisions off of, the, off of that limited amount of information and that's 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 problematic and a lot of the world is like that um and, and and but but you know listen i'm an optimistic guy if a lot of the world is like that think about all the opportunities we have cuz i always say money's always going to chain, money's always going to go from the uninformed to the informed. Mm. And that's the best way it is. And the people selling them that s- small, limited information, right. they're making money off of them. Mm.
0: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> you
2: know what I mean? When they say the whole world was shut down because of some, some pedophilers, some celebrity pedophilers, think about how stupid that is. Every global economy, the whole global economy was shut down because of a whole bunch of little, a uh, whole bunch of people who are pedophilers? Mm -hmm. what are we talking about here right all right pizza but but those people (laughs) subscribing to that to that organization no doubt let's let's do it tell me more
1: no that's definitely the hook for him so we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about you know i mean you are the people shark we talk about shark tank man i mean what are we in uh 10 plus seasons right so 13 14 yeah 13
2: 13 season yeah
1: um you still enjoy it and then how did, um, who's the, the Mark, is it Mark Brunette, I believe? How did he find you? You know, so give us, are you still entertained or still enjoying it? And how did he find you?
2: Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm very entertained, very um, inspired by it. Um, I get to sit next to some really brilliant business people that I respect and value. And normally, if I wasn't sitting next to them for 13 years, I'd be begging them to be my mentors in some way or another.
0: Right. Or
2: have a symbiotic relationship with them. Um, but it's the people that get up there, the people that get up on that stage, the people that came from nothing, uh, you have your people. And that's why I sometimes get pissed at the people who come up on that stage who have a lot and they shouldn't be there because they're taking an opportunity away from somebody who has nothing, but I'm inspired by, by the new generations and new way of people are doing things. And I'm learning simultaneously how to do new, new ways of business, you know, um, you know, people up there, I mean, Shark Tank is a reflection of what's going on in the world. It's, it's an accurate reflection you're seeing people up there now who are could have been homeless lost their job you know was working on somebody else's job decided to start their own you can see up there who people who are talking about these weird things called nfts and cryptos and 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 whatever cases and it's reflecting exactly where the world is going and a lot of people who wouldn't normally hear about this stuff cuz they're going to tune it out because finance and all this investing stuff can be either intimidating or it's just not sexy they hear about it in a fun educational way and then they start to go let me look more into it let me see if that's something and then all of a sudden they find their dream they find their career you know so i I love i love the show i love doing it um and uh, mark found me because i think um i was putting my first book out and i was going on a lot of a lot of um a lot of talk shows like donnie Deutsch and cnbc and msnbc and somebody found me and said because you got to remember is to be a shark you can't really you you have to be self-made right you have to have the uh, the the right amount of money to invest in things so that means you can't work for a company or corporation Mm, okay right hopefully people will already also have known something that you have created mark cuban barbara corcoran they didn't necessarily know robert he was cyber crimes expert um so it's it's a it's a small pot if you then look at how are you going to diversify the panel right because they don't want necessarily somebody who is just a music star you mm-hmm. could be a big music star but if you and i are looking at big music stars and and they're on there and they're they're, they're making 10 investments a year and they're saying they're going to add their team in somebody would say well you never did anything nothing wrong with it but you never did anything between besides music how do you know about manufacturing how do you so you have to be somebody who's rolled your sleeves up in that stuff so the pool gets really tight for it and I guess that they realized that I was uh they saw me on television they saw that I was investing in other companies they saw that obviously I can add diversity to the panel they called me up and asked me do I want to do it and at first I said yes and then they said I couldn't do any other show but theirs and at the time I was um I was co-managing all all, all the placements in the Kardashians uh television shows and um and I was gonna be on the show three separate times for like three minutes a piece uh, their their show and they said uh, they said no well you can't do it if you're gonna be on the Kardashian show and remember the Kardashians weren't who they are today this is season one two and three right. um, and I turned down the show and then Chloe found out that I was uh, I turned down the Shark Tank show not the Kardashian right. show right Chloe found out I was I was gonna turn it down because of her and she uh, she fired me she said uh, <laughs> she she doesn't want to get in my way and the and the world needs to know who Damon John is let's mm. go that's big yep. time
0: that's big time. One of the books that you've, you've authored and wrote, he kind of briefly touched on, is The Power of Broke. Uh, I'm going to start way in center field, and I'm going to come back with this question. But I'm a, I'm a sports fan, by and by, through and through. Uh, I didn't watch cartoons growing up. Uh, I just had favorite athletes. But, uh, you know, one of the, 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 the stories, I guess, that we all fall in love with is the underdog, the undrafted person, the – the person that came from maybe nothing or wasn't a first round draft choice. And now they, they, you know, Excel to stardom. So I guess give us your take and you know, the power of bro, what advantage does that, does that athlete have uh, in coming up in the game?
2: Well, not knowing too much about the rigors and the, and the, and the process that the athletes go through after they get, because I, I do reme- remember reading um, um outliers Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember there was a part in Outliers where basically was breaking down some form of being an athlete and you get to this tier, you get better training, nutrition, blah, 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 blah. And I think that that story of the underdog is always the, you know, the Mr. T, you know? (laughs) Or Rocky would be a fly and he would be "Ah! like, hey woman, hey woman! (laughs) You know, I think that... I think that that's the, you know, that's where the hunger comes. It's the power of broke. It's like, yo, I my desire, my desire to win and my desire to compete, and my desire to show them that they're not gonna let me down. I'm not gonna let them down. Is gonna outweigh any any great, you know, any great workout facility, any great this and that. I'm I'm just gonna go in. I'm going hard. And I think that that's the beauty of being an athlete. That. You know, I you know, listen, in basketball team sports, there's a little bit of a negotiate. There's a little bit of well, is Jordan really the best LeBron because they got yeah. this, they got that. But anyway, you're talking about the top ten ever played it, right? Whatever the case is. But I love that's why I love single single sports, right? Because the decision is usually very, very clear on, <laughs> who on it is. Right. On who it is. You know, one <laughs> of my books, Lindsey Vaughn, I mean, you're practicing four years to win over a millisecond that's yeah. against the best players in the entire the best people in the entire that's world um i know boxing has gotten a little political over the years we all know that that's why i like ufc because and ufc is very simple mm. i'm sorry i will never do it again i'm wrong i'm tapping, tapping, out. Out. tapping Please out let tapping go out. of my arm uncle
1: <laughs> the ultimate uncle game right <laughs> so um jumping over um definitely want to talk about you know we're black in sports black entrepreneurs day man um you know, you talked about things have come out of, uh, a, you know, a recession. We've all lived through like recessions and some other downtimes. But just talk to us about the creation and, and tell our audience what it is, because, you know, I definitely shared it, posted, reposted some of the quotes. It's it's an amazing form and platform. So tell us a little bit about how it got started, man, and why why it's important to you.
2: Yeah, well, thank you for that. Uh, we did a uh, second year, but the first year came out of, um, obviously, we all stuck home in the pandemic and we were watching the same thing. we were watching this world crumble, you know what I mean? And, and all of us were frustrated. Um, many, well, most of us felt like we weren't doing enough. What could we do? Or, you know, things are not changing because I reflect on it and I look at what was happening. Um, uh, 2020 is the exact same thing that was happening in 92. Exactly the same, you know, it was, uh, chokehold and various things were being enforced we watched somebody get brutally uh, uh, attacked um, and then we watched people get acquitted and um, for for doing these type of things and we had some of the same people that are in the White House that were in the White House Bill Barr was actually in the White House at the same time and we saw cities being burned down and people with people with no hope and also collectively people of all colors getting together collectively in the street and saying we're going to stand on this side of justice because It's not just these people who are suffering. We're all suffering as a society if we allow, you know, if we allow, you know, a good portion of our team to sit on the bench and make them sit on the bench. You know what I mean? Um, So I just said to myself, what, you know, what can I do? Um, Just like everybody else, you know, you think that somebody else is gonna solve the problem, but if every one of us took one step forward in, in the capacity of what we could do, the problem would be solved, no matter how small your attempt is. So, you know, my, 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 my staff and I, we, we decided, listen, why, why don't I call up a couple of celebrity friends? Why don't we do a broadcast about about being a black entrepreneur? Because, again, the lack of information is out there on where to get funding. What are you supposed to look out for? What questions to ask? You know, w- let me see other people that look like me, you know what I mean, that are doing business. I mean, it is really a shame that if you think about television these days, I'm the only African-American on television that has nothing to do with politics, sports, or or, or music. That's it. Period. Yeah. All right? Yes. And there's many of us. And our kids need to see many of us because they may look at Dave and John, and I'd rather them say, he didn't have any political connections, he definitely can't sing, and he can't play <laughs> sports. So his ass can get there, I definitely can get there. Get there. You know what I mean? Right. And... Um, and after we call these celebrities to say you want to gather together and do this broadcast, we called up sponsors mm-hmm. like Chase and 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 Facebook or Meta, where you want to call them the day or or other people, and they were like, "We want to do this and we want to broadcast it." Meaning, we want our face on the marquee next to you, which is very important. That's big, right? And we put it out, and then we got we got we got overwhelming like views and and um, shit was amazing, uh, man. Yeah, and, we, and then we did it the next year. We did it at the Apollo Theater live from the Apollo yep, yep. Theater. And we had everybody there, too. We had, I interviewed Tyra Banks. I interviewed uh, Run from Run DMC, uh, Kevin Hart, um, Michael Strahan, speaking of sports. And every year, we had sports people. And we had, first year, we had uh, D. Wade and, and uh, Shaq in it. Back, yep. Second year, Shaq came back. Um, and we had uh, Strahan. Um, because we all, we wanted people also to hear some more importantly the mistakes that athletes yeah. and professionals have made in their life coming up because a lot of athletes go bankrupt after leaving the league, and you know, and us us as us as African Americans, we always want to just you know show our best side, but the reality is, if you were if you like you said you were you were watch you weren't watching cartoons, if you were, if you were training to be the best the best athlete you can ever be. That's a very, very hard thing to do. You can also, and, and maybe simultaneously you can, but how long? How how much time you got to work on finance? How much time you got to work on whatever else you have as your backup in your career? I mean, mm-hmm. for the first 18 years, I mean, you are trying to be the best you can be. You know what yes. I mean? So, and then when people hear that athletes are going broken oil they're like, oh, that's why they called the big dumb athlete. No, no. Regular Americans don't understand finance. right you know know what I mean anyway and we shared all that that's what Shaq was sharing he was like yo when I first got my check I blew it all night I I was like what are taxes what if what's FICA he said he didn't know (laughs) (laughs) you know and and this is real but we're not talking about this stuff you know normally
0: yeah no it's real man I gotta ask man durag miles seventh grade miles when I had had a hairline still man Man, I, I there was a lot I would do for that that jersey. And mom's never never got one into high school. That that that, that five FUBU jersey. But we've all kind of seen the story of the creation of the of the brand. But was there any kind of hiccups in the process? Obviously, we only hear about some of the the, the linear growth of it. What was some of the hiccups uh, in the process of building the brand?
2: Oh man, there was a lot. I mean, <clears throat> I opened it in '89 <clears throat> and I closed it down three times from '89 to '92. Um, there's the story of how i uh, i got a hundred thousand dollar mortgage on my mother's house yeah and that was that was all we had was the house but six months later because i didn't know how money worked again
0: mm-hmm.
2: i was uh three months later on the mortgage they're going to take the house and i and i have 500 dollars left and it wasn't and it wasn't that i spent it on lavish things i was paying for raw goods ahead of time so you got to put out money 90 days ahead of time for that paying for operations right a, a staff um you know, uh, shipping, utilities, you know, paying for the equipment. And then when I got paid, the accounts didn't pay me for 30, 60, 90 days, social media, the internet wasn't even out yet. Not like you can say, okay, maybe COD once in a while. So I was about to lose everything. Um, even before that, I got turned down my 27 banks. Um, a lot of stores didn't want to take us in. They said there's four black males on the hang tag, and we don't want people shooting, having shootouts or shoplifting in the store. I, I mean, I ain't never seen a person in the store, I don't care what color you are, but like, yo, man, you got a pair 34s over there? I want those 34s. I want those, what are you talking about? You Shoot know what I mean? The like, the know. ignorance, the ignorance we had to deal with with that, um, yeah, I mean, listen, all kind of stuff. You know, we, we put out some, some, we, we, we Speaking of, we, we tried to put out, uh, the NBA wanted us to do a line of fashion product uh, with the NBA, and we put it out. And what we find that even though they wanted to, tra- you know, go to having kids wear Knicks-colored uh, velour sets, that kid wanted their Ewing jersey. That's all they wanted. Mm-hmm. They didn't want no Knicks anything else. If it, Maybe a hat, because it's a baseball hat with a Knicks thing. But other than that, they wanted their players- color Cheers. their players name uh so you know the, the line didn't work that well you know so yeah we we had a lot of we had a lot of a lot of hiccups all
0: right
1: all right mh
2: hit them with the quick hits
0: so well, then this is kind of um some just quick random questions uh kind of first thing that came to your mind or first quick story about it uh i guess best phase of your life
2: Challenging. Um, every day keeps getting better in a sense, I guess, because I keep trying to reflect it. So I would think
0: now. Favorite place to vacation. Bahamas. Top five movies. I, I love I love to hear this one. <sighs> <That's a laughs>
1: tough one, man.
2: Tough one. <laughs> tough one, man. All right, top five movies. Predators, Scarface, Wall Street. I got to get one with Sylvester Stallone. Man. Rocky, Rocky with, with um, <laughs> no, Rambo. Oh, Rambo. Okay. Rambo, come on, They're... man. Come on, <laughs> Rambo and um, uh, the Rocky with with Mr. T.
1: <laughs> Rocky Four.
2: <laughs> was that number four or number three? I think that was three. Oh, four or three. But then I mean, because then you get me stuck because then I got to go Star Wars and Star Trek. I mean, it it just goes on for I mean, but you know what it is. It's all action joints where somebody's dying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Dream goal uh, that you still have to accomplish.
2: Oh, oh man. man. Dream goal. Get get more get more African-Americans to believe that they can do exactly what I've done.
1: Yo, let's go! Yeah,
0: a historical figure that you can have kind of a dinner dinner guest with.
2: We talking dead or alive? Dead or alive? Well, you got to go Jesus first, but let's not. Let me see. Because um, so if you don't go Jesus first, then
1: <laughs> <laughs> go. yeah, you got bigger. You got some. You got
0: some other seats to worry about. <laughs> <Wait>, Past <wait. laughs> hey, um, collection wait, wait, need to Back it up to Ecclesiastics.
2: Man. <laughs> I would say. I would say probably Genghis Khan. Whoa, you know, um, they say that they say that eighty percent of the planet has his DNA in him, and I'm not saying it because of that. I'm saying it because he conquered the world at such a young age. He conquered now, uh, and and yeah, you know, will you question some of the techniques he had? Of course, absolutely. You know what I mean? But the accomplishment or the challenge that he, you know, he had to do that to conquer modern world that is such at 30 something years old.
0: Love it. And the last one, when when the Knicks win this championship again. Oh, no, there they go. We, 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 the, the, the fan base is having you back as a fan.
2: Oh when the Knicks have the when when the Knicks finally win I'm gonna be up there like acting like I never left. I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh no. I'm gonna suck I'm a MC when it comes to that. I'm a, <laughs> man, I'm shady. I'm like yo man I spend money on tickets. I, I can do this. i that.
1: <laughs> like, hey, you, you talk about that's your investment. You've been invested yeah, yeah. in that. Yeah, man. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, man. So, okay, man. Moving on, man. Uh, what we're here for is the the platform. We call this the winner's circle, man. And there's so much that you can talk about, but we just want to shine a little bit of light. Um, just, you know, we, we hit some of the accolades. We, we definitely missed some. I want to talk to you a little bit about, man, Shark Sports Management, man. I know that's uh, a... Yeah. No, a, a newer best uh, kind of entry that you're, you're dealing with and it's getting up and started, man, where did that come from? Um, why, why do you feel the need to be in that space?
2: Um, so for, for, for many years, like the, the heydays of FUBU was hanging out in Cancun and partying and I partied with a lot of athletes out there and they become, they were my boys and many of them still are, you know, but it was that year, those years. And I, I would see them down the road later on. I would, I would see some of them in challenging positions Um, it's not like we don't know who they are, but if you really look like who were the top athletes in the year 1998 to 2003 and where they are now, there are some ones who are still doing great. My John Salas of the world, my guppies, uh, what's his name, Cassell, and a lot of people moved on into the industry and stuff like that. But a lot of them I saw go through challenges and they didn't have any money and they admitted why they didn't have any money. Um, and, um, I said to myself, who's ever going to help these young men, you know, do it. And 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 figure out what they were gonna do. And I wanted to uh, you know, I wanted to really start helping guys. So we started looking at at creating an agency where the agent just doesn't take the money and move on, but somebody who can explain to them how to negotiate a lot of their their deals on and off the court, but more importantly, you know, build up trust and wills and 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 long-term understanding of how capital worked and and not be exploited by all these people like give me all this money to help you and they don't help you, but teach them simultaneously and give them access to my teams. So we came up with Shark Sports and a lot of people haven't heard about you. I mean, you've you been able to do your research, which we really appreciate because we didn't want to put it out there. You just. And, and
1: yeah. I get the dough. Didn't want to put it out okay. there. Yeah, you got <laughs> me. There
2: we go. <laughs> we back. No, you good. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh, hold on. It, 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 it is so. <laughs> so because what we want to do is we wanted to really talk to a lot of athletes because a lot of time you talk to them and they got their friend who want the brown bag on the side and these cats don't want they really don't want to learn at the moment they're just not there at that moment we don't want people who are ingenuine because the worst thing to say is man you see the hundred investments that came to you I'm telling you not to do 98 of them wow you know and, and that's what we, we we're here to try to protect them as well so but but so but we do have some players I mean I got we have we have um we have Jake Crowder, we have uh, Baker Mayfield, we have, um, you know, John Franklin from the from the Jets, uh, uh, Michael Gallup, you know, from the Cowboys. We have a couple of people, a couple of people on board who are fascinating and, and they, they want to learn and they're, they're they're great people to be partners with, and we call them partners because we want to make sure that they are protected, they learn, they grow, and they use their intellectual property way beyond sports. The IP is important. Uh-huh.
0: yeah and that process is act uh, you know starting a lot earlier now with you know uh, name image and likeness in the ncaa so what's your thoughts on that i
2: don't really have much thoughts on that just yet i'm trying to understand a little bit more on mm-hmm. on where we fit in and how these things because there's going to be a lot more changes in these things yeah i think a lot of kids will still be taken advantage of in a different way I um see. if they're not very careful with it because those ips could get locked up in various different ways also mm. All Right. um and 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 being somebody who is hungry and getting somebody to wave a dollar on your face, you gotta be careful of that as well. So I'm waiting to see this thing unfold a little bit more, you know. But I think I think it all over, all all around, is it a great, great opportunity? Yes. Yes, hundred percent. Cause no longer the gatekeepers are holding it back from you. And
1: it's giving these kids an opportunity, No, that that's a great sentiment, a way to look at it. So even with this new evolving stuff, right, you you brought it up earlier in our conversation talking about NFTs. So the NBA was really one of the big sports to kind of like jump on NFTs. Like, what are your early thoughts about it? Or, you know, are you still kind of doing your research in that world as well?
2: Well, All of us are doing our research on it, but. There's going to be so many different ways to use it and monetize it. Or just use it. I think every one of us is going to have dozens of NFTs, you know, in one way or another, you can have an NFT that is something that is a special piece of art or collectible, or you can have an NFT saying, I get, I get access to, you know, blacks and sports podcast because I have this NFT or, you know, blacks and sports podcast. I bought one NFT that is transferable. I can, I can sell it obviously, but every year, I get to go to a great outing in Las Vegas, um, because I have this NFT and I get, I get, I get that membership because I bought this NFT at $5, $50 or a hundred dollars. And I got access to a great conversation with, uh, these guys and a bunch of athletes who have, uh, you know, who want to appear once a year with you guys or quarterly. So an NFT can be anything. That's, that's dope, man. So, um,
1: the, first of all, have you seen the Colin documentary? The Colin Kaepernick documentary. Black I saw,
2: I saw, um, the first episode when he like he was, um, yeah, <laughs> when when he finally found out about soul food and getting his hair, his hair braided and no, stuff like that.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> so that brought up a
1: lot of buzz. But of- I, got a que- I got a question.
2: Go ahead. Uh oh, hey. Uh-oh. turn it. Is he? Ha- I'm sorry, his mother was white, mm-hmm. his dad is black because in that thing, he's his dad is white,
1: he's adopted. He's adopted. Yeah. He's adopted. adopted. Was adopted okay, you.
2: you see how much I know about sports? <laughs> yeah, he was adopted
1: and uh, showed Got his rough time, you know. And, uh, you know, since he was adopted, his parents didn't know what that salt and pepper
2: and some seasoning was. Yeah, and then I kept looking at mom plate. going, Is she light skinned? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to know. figure it out, huh? Trying to yeah, I was, I was stuff. trying to work it out. When you know what? I should have done exactly what I'm telling you guys. I should have picked up the damn uh, Google <laughs> and looked at them, looked it up.
1: <laughs> so, With that, you know, there's a lot of controversy around, well, not just that show, right? Because, you know, they showed The Slave and there's books about, you know, um, the athlete and the slave, that kind of comparison, man. But there are some challenges. What, you know, is that part of the process that you're attacking with, you know, starting this, um, you know, starting your uh, management group? Because it's, you know, you're doing more than just getting in their deal. You're, You're looking at them holistically. You know, was that part of the conversation? It's not a much
2: part of the conversation about what the structure is on where athletes are in regards to trading and various other things there. They are a product like, like all of us are to some extent, but if I can give them financial intelligence for them to have financial freedom, then they can decide to walk away if they need to, or not be, you know, not be caught up because they need it. Um, you know, Economical freedom and power is the only thing that'll is the only thing that will free you. It's the only thing that will free a community, It's the only thing that'll free an individual. When an individual has the right to say, Now nah, I'm cool. I got enough going on over here, man. I'm cool. Don't talk to me like that. Right. That I part. think I think that I think when when somebody's able to say don't talk to me like that, you know, I play basketball on my own with my boys. Don't worry about it. I'm good. Um I just think I just think that is that is, you know. That's what's important first. Now, I'm not going to be able to get in there. I can, but it's not my my place to do it, to get in and go do the structure of all these other things and and, and try to take on that. If I just take, if I can just get one or two or three individuals to do this then what happens everybody else has to do this too. Right. Everybody else has to say, man, I'm using my IP like that. I mean, everybody wants to be Jordan. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, everybody wants to start to understand how to use their IP.
0: You talked about something earlier about mentorship. Um, You know, something about, you know, some of the athletes, some that may come from difficult backgrounds, you know, when they make it to the professional ranks, they're plopped in a situation where they have access to everything they have. uh, They're able to um, talk to those that they may not have been able to before. Um, They have a lot of money, but, you know, nothing that has changed at home has changed outside of just, you know, a couple zeros behind their name. So the importance of mentorship as you're building the business, as you're, uh, coming up on the brand, how important is that to you, and, and, and continuing your success as a professional?
2: Yeah, no, that's critical. I mean, you're only you're only learning, you know, in life through your mistakes or your mentors. Um, that is critical. But as long as athletes, or as long as the person is open to advice, you know, when I made my first, like about fifteen million dollars, I blew it. Um, but it was when I decided to talk to the people around me and say, "What do you think I did wrong?" You know, I, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, did I buy some lavish things? Yes, but was it was it overwhelming? No. So what did I do wrong? And it's by being that vulnerable to ask other people, "What's up? Can you help me?" You know, people who don't who don't need you um, is, is being that vulnerable <laughs> to ask them. That's important. Uh-
0: yeah, that is.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Man, but if my- you're an athlete and you run on the court and that whole role is filled with billionaires mm-hmm. and you don't, you have the ego or not to say, hey, man, if you're ever in a deal that I can put a couple of dollars in, I know it ain't going to be a lot, but I want to learn the process and make you listen, even if I want to be the face of it, whatever the case is, what can I do for you? You let me know. Talk to me. That's a billionaire. What mm-hmm. do they need you for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They want you in because they like to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Facts. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but how many times the athlete? How many games the athlete play a year? And how many times for ten years they ran by people and nothing, nothing ever happened.
0: Mm-hmm. But meanwhile they, they asking supplement. Pookie. <laughs>
2: we Pookie up. On, we opening up this modeling company. <laughs> facts
1: facts <laughs> and that's a uh, that was funny because um magic uh johnson said that in his book you know he was like yo during the later years of um time you know in his i think it was like the 32 habits of you know success whatever he would he's like i'm at the lakers right like i'm courtside with all these people why would i not ask them you know to be involved with a with a deal or, or, or help me or mentor me so no, that's a great point so since we're on mentorship and you know we're we're, we're getting close to wrapping it up we like to call this um The assist, right? We keep it sports related. So the assist. So what coaching gym or nugget or something you would tell yourself or just something you want to share with our audience, man?
2: Financial intelligence. You got to learn it at an early age. You got to learn as early as you can. If you don't have it, it's okay. Uh, You got to teach your children it. Um, You're going to be making financial decisions, hopefully, big financial decisions that you could pay, you could be paying for the rest of your life around 17, 18 years old. If you're going to decide on if you're going to go to college and you're going to take, $500,000 $500,000 $500 worth of student debt that you won't pay up until you're 50 years old. Right? But if you don't know how money works and you don't know how taxes, what taxes are for and how they're paid, uh, you know, and any of this stuff, you may go out and use your credit cards for stuff, use all this and that. And you don't have financial intelligence. It doesn't mean if you're going to be an athlete, if you're just going to balance a checkbook at home, mm-hmm. you're going to need to know that because once you don't have financial intelligence, then if you have bad spending habits, you generally have other bad habits around you. You know, you can't get the quality of health care you want. You can't get the education you would like. I'm not saying you can't get it at all, but right. now you're stressing to get a lot of things, right? You don't know how credit works, then you're going to have a low credit score. You're going to have a low credit score. That means your loans are going to cost way more if you get a loan at all. That means you right. can't have a nice place. You can't have a nice house. You can't have a nice car. You can't have a, ni- a nice education, whatever the case is. It, it, it's the financial intelligence is the most critical thing you're going to need in this life. And I, and a lot of parents, I always tell them this: if you don't think it's important, well, the fact is your kids are gonna take care of you two times longer than you took care of them.
1: Because we no longer.
2: Wow. Yeah. Wow. So if you don't wanna have your ass out in the parking lot of Piggly <laughs> Wiggly with a dirty wow. diaper striped the ass, strap the ass, you need to teach your kids financial intelligence. Cause I'm telling you they're gonna put your ass in a home first. First, <laughs> figure out the rest later.
1: <laughs> so um Anything, man, that you want to plug, man? I mean, you have some stuff going, always have plenty of things going on, man. I mean, I know you dropped a book earlier this year, but uh, anything that you want to promote, make sure we know that's out there, and then where we where the people can find you.
2: Yeah, well, you can find me on all social media platforms. Um, I'm um, at The Shark Damon, but Damon, like Raymond's spelled with a D. Of course, every Friday night, you got see me I'm on ABC, Shark Tank. Uh, my last book was uh, um, Power Shift. And I have something called David on Demand. But other than that, you know, I just want to wish everybody, you know, a happy holidays and all that stuff. And thank you guys for giving us the opportunity to get together and and talk freely, you know, not have to talk like I'm on ABC, you know. (laughs) Talk about some of the stuff only we kinda can talk about.
0: Facts. And, And and I appreciate you. Absolutely. MH, final thoughts. I mean, it's been an honor, man. I, I, we really appreciate your time, man. It's, it's 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 crazy. I'm pinching myself this whole time like the I'm, I'm talking to D, man.
2: Boy, don't worry <laughs> about it, man. Listen, man, 2045, man, you and me at the Knicks Celebration. We're going have a good time.
0: <laughs> I wish <went through>. you... <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be there,
2: baby. <laughs> we in there. Hey,
1: let's get it. Hey, well, <laughs> blessings and thank you to our host, man, D. Man, I appreciate you. you know that, man, for all you've given to me before this. Um, people, I hope you enjoyed this show. I hope you Hit replay, man, and get some of these nuggets that was delivered to you, man. Understand we drop a new show every Thursday, so please subscribe because uh, sc- subscribe to our YouTube channel because visual representation matters, all right? So please stay safe, practice gratitude, and know we're rooting for you.
0: Screaming, all us blacks got us sports and entertainment, until we even. Assuming y'all rooting for everybody black, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Sue me I'm rootin' for everybody that's black. Yo, yo yo, yo, yo. Sue me I'm rootin' for everybody that's black Smap out two racks on handmade new rags Sue me I'm rootin' for everybody that's black I sorry, everybody from sports to college class to rap and back Screaming, all is black